1: Learn more at marines.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Hi, Moan. Still in California
0: still be on the way home soon though okay so let's go
1: (laughs) yeah it's a dad type vacation as ramon has reminded us and those are really exhausting just just go with me on this one for a second they're exhausting they are not at all vacations are they
0: no they are not you go on vacation for them and i'll be honest with you walking these parks in this city all i have been saying is When dad needs a moment, y'all better not ask me a question. Don't have me do anything. Don't text me because I've poured into you guys, okay? So when I need a moment, give me my moment after this week, DK. That's all I'm asking. So you get it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The Steelers are still, oh my goodness, it's almost a month away from training camp. Mm -hmm. And it's a really, really dead period in the NFL. And one of the things we're going to be doing on this program on a regular basis is isolating on a specific player and the expectations that exist for this player going into this season. And when I brought this subject up with you before the show, you brought up, of all people, Ryan Mm -hmm. Shazier, who's obviously no longer with the team. But Moan, he's still not been replaced. After all this time and all that effort.
0: Yeah. Uh, The the ghost of Ron Shazier. You, you knew what it was going to be when you drafted. I'll be honest with you. I didn't do it. I, I, I'll be completely honest. When I saw him get drafted first round, I didn't watch a whole lot of Ohio State football anyway. Just not, no disrespect to him whatsoever. I just didn't watch a whole lot because I had my own career to kind of look at. But I didn't realize, Chase, there was, you know, that good at Ohio State. And when he got to campus, when he got to training camp, I realized it. I was like, oh, you were a little bit different. The, the,
1: day the way you yeah. Yes. Day one. I saw you guys out there and I saw the way the coaches mm-hmm. and everybody were, were locking in on 50. And it was just, there was something there that we hadn't seen on the first day of a training camp since Marquise Pouncey where you no. just go, What the heck is that?
0: Yes. The, the way he ran, the way he moved, how agile he was, his playmaking ability, although he was messing up here and there, you saw it from day one, man. And so I think whenever we saw it as players, we talk about it. And then the fans start to see it themselves. Also at training camp, man, you have this guy that honestly looks like a basketball player, although a little bit shorter, long arms, speed like a freaking wide receiver, And then not only that, he gets on the field and he starts making those plays. The smarter he gets, I always tell people he came to work in a business attire with a satchel on him and fully dressed like he was going to a business meeting every single practice, man, every single day. And so it translated on the field whenever it caught up to him mentally. And when he got injured, man, it really turned into a – if we can be real, it was – and Vinny kind of said it, man, we're we're, (laughs) – He's, he said, you know, we're trying to use three guys to do what one guy did. Shazier could tackle head on. Shazier could cover just like a DB. Shazier could also read and break down plays and create turnovers. Like you had to find three different guys to do what one guy did. And to this day, you're still looking for the guy. If we go back to what was it, 2018, when they went and got Devin Bush. What was the idea 2018 2018? It 2018 and 19. When they went and got Devin Bush. Why? Because he was fast like Shazer. He could drop into coverage like Shazer. And he had the tenacity of him. And you come to find out, he's just not Ryan. And no, that's he's no
1: knock on him. No, he's not. I mean, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the arms because of all the things that that made – I mean, Shays obviously was a physical freak in a lot of senses with, with everything. But the arms – Moan, take this from somebody who covered Michael Phelps at three different Olympics. Those oh, wow. are the only uh, – that's the only other set of arms that I've seen comparable like that, meaning there's other people obviously with longer arms, okay? If you're a seven-foot center in the NBA, you've got longer arms. Yeah. But what I'm saying is for the proportion yeah. to the body, Shea would cover like an acre and a half oh just by putting God. his arms out. Yeah. and And – That on top of everything else that he brought physically, the first time that I met Devin Bush and interviewed him was on the field at at, at Heinz Field. Uh, This was at one of those training camp settings. And it it was like, I I mean, I'm 6'2", and I'm like, you know, I I don't want to (laughs) – okay, I'm looking down at the guy, like way down, and I'm going, what are we we talking about here? This isn't going to be Ryan Shazier's replacement. Now, yeah, he, I, he can cover. He can do you know handle guys cut off the screen pass and stuff like that. But he's not going to be that.
0: No, he's not, man. Go look at some of the tackles that Shea made. He reaches arms out and he just grab them, just like just bring them in. And that was just he was a one of one. And 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 he, I'm hoping this year that with Devin speed and Miles' Jack tenacity and everybody else is going to play a part in that room that we find that because. We're still looking for it. And and maybe this is the year that Devin Bush kind of proves it to us that he's worth him moving up, you know, Kev them moving up to go grab him. And and, and I think that's been the biggest, well, what is Devin Bush question we've had is, well, we moved up to go get you. And I think that's a fair assessment to kind of attach that to a guy to be like, man, hey, you got to start pulling your arm. Like you're a top 10 draft pick. And we see what a top 10 draft pick is with Mika Fitzpatrick. We see that. And I think it was well worth it to go get him, and and now we're at that point to where it's like, help us out here, Devin. You know, make a case for yourself, make it hard for us to not franchise you or bring you back next year. Because if you don't get on now, you probably get a two year deal with another team, or Pittsburgh brings you back after the fact of you know free agency. And I like Devin, man. I think the kid can play. I I, I do. Will I will relate this to the fact that he tore his ACL and you know this has to be his bounce back year for a lot of different reasons?
1: Oh, that's you know, the ACL is the thing that you're almost in an ironic way pinning your hopes on. You're hoping that this is the reason that he fell off the way he did last year. I'm sure it was, yeah, it was significantly to blame. What makes me believe that more than anything is that at no point. In the 2021 season, did he lose the head coach? And there were plays visually that the most common fan anywhere could have seen. It looked like either lack of effort or lack of stick-to-itiveness. And these are not traits that we saw from Bush as a rookie at all. So
0: the fact that he didn't lose the head coach through that has Mm -hmm. me. go ahead. You know who else didn't lose the head coach whenever they had a bad slump? Hmm. And we just talked about this guy, Chris Boswell. Uh, yeah. He, you remember He's the slump the... he went into? Yeah. So much so that he basically went to IR.
1: Yeah, and they ended up paying him, and, and they're going to end up paying him again. And when the head coach believes in you, you got to do a lot to lose it. Okay? Yeah. I'm preaching to the choir here, but this is based yeah. on a, 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 you know 20 years of covering this team. Uh, Whereas on the other spectrum, if you don't have him yet, he will make you work to earn it. Am
0: I right? Yes, he will, man. So uh, what what, what a guy like Devin is who we're talking about again, you know, the ghost of Ron Shazier is what we're chasing. If you hadn't lost Coach Tomlin, and I think a lot of a lot more people starting to understand just how good he's been at his job. And I think that says a lot about the players he kind of believes in, like a Devin Bush, like a Chris Boswell, like a guy like myself that he'll give you your shot to un- unprove him more than anything. When we come
1: back, what's a reasonable expectation for Najee Harris statistically in 2022? Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Uh, Najee Harris got almost an audible round of laughter around his locker stall a couple weeks ago when he said to a group of us that he was being told that his touches would be cut back in 2022. No one believes this. Everyone knows this head coach's history, the whole run the wheels off of them. He didn't exactly save Le'Veon Bell for his next uh, phase of his NFL career so do you believe it Moan I mean he had oh, he he had an unbelievable number of of touches am I right
0: yes, he did. yes he did 307
1: uh-huh. rushing attempts uh 94 targets 94 yes. targets for a running back this is passing
0: Yeah. So we had a conversation earlier this week about Deontay being overvalued, undervalued. And when I saw Najee's uh, targets, just targets, 94? Well, that's one of the re- that's one of the ways you can be undervalued right there because your your wide receiver isn't utilized right. But it also I think stakes a claim to the fact that Najee's very special for him to get that many. Whether they were dump offs or whether they were route call plays for a running back, that says a lot about the ability of him having that many thrown in his direction. If I was Najee, and the idea that he would have his his touches pulled back, I would embrace that young man simply because if it's that many receptions and that many carries there's a whole lot of banging on your body that is one of the you know the few positions where you hit almost every single time that you you're touching the ball yeah. if you catch a ball out of the backfield the the db or the linebacker has a free shot on you when you get the ball to carry it, you're also being hit by defensive linemen and linebackers that are shooting at you like missiles, too. That would be great for him. Again, Coach Thomas hasn't necessarily shown that to be his recipe. Maybe he's learned from it in <laughs> the fact that maybe Najee is just as special that he want to keep him around a whole lot longer. Yeah. I don't really know what to I, say I about know. his approach I, I, to it, but man. Yeah, he had,
1: Najee had 1200 on the money. Uh, exactly that yeah. figure. 1,200 rushing yards last season, 467 receiving yards. So he was already at around you know 1,700 uh, total yards. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to blow through 2,000. And I don't mean top 2,000. I mean yeah. blow through 2,000. Uh, it's his second year. He's got an offensive line that's getting paid. But I do feel like the subject of his usage is valid because – Well, for two reasons. One, I don't believe for a second that the head coach is going to ease up on him. This head coach thinks about nothing other than next Sunday's game. He's not he doesn't do anything in terms of the way he utilizes players to save them even for the following week. Okay, this is not pitching, you know, in baseball where you're monitoring pitch counts and stuff, not with this guy. And the second thing is there's no RB, two. I mean, how can you say that you're going to cut his reps if you don't have a backup that you can count on to be that guy and sustain the offense? And I'm not being mean to Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, the UDFAs. I'm not. I'm just saying you
0: don't have that player. Yeah, I, I'll also say this. I, I hope this was an, an opening act for Najee, as far as seeing what he could do. And, and and let's say the early part of the season, you and you you put Anthony McFarlane in, you put Benny Snell in more, so that it is running back by committee in a sense. To me, as 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 far as Najee goes, man, I can, can I say this? And I can understand your frustration a little bit now. And I hope this changes next year moving forward, however long MC stays in Pittsburgh. I don't want an offense where my running back is getting 90-plus targets, okay? I'll just say that it's way, 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 way too much talent as far as wide receivers and tight ends go for a running back to have that many targets. I don't want that type of offense, whether he'll blame it on the quarterback last year as far as Ben's concerned, or whether it was, look, that's the way the offense is built. I don't want that. It's too much talent. You got to be, for you to be an NFL offensive coordinator, your mental capacity and what you call plays, and not just yourself, but your staff, has to be more complex than 94 targets or 90-plus targets to a running back. We don't live in that world anymore, and unless it's just set up screen plays We don't need to have that many targets when you've got that many guys that we expect can be. I'll say this. Chase could possibly be a number one for a team. Deontay is possibly the number one for NFL team. You throw in George Pickens also. You throw in Frymouth also. What what are you missing as far as the, the targets to be spread around? It shouldn't go through a running back like that. Respectfully, Najee. No, and we, can't, on a we can't
1: forget about Calvin Austin, too, the fourth rounder who has, who has breakaway speed and who might yeah. be the guy that you'd want to be throwing those passes to. When we come back, it's Hamo. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time, as always, for the ever-popular Hey, Moan segment. And we have a a guest here at the DK Pittsburgh Sports headquarters and shop. Uh, Richard Weber is here to ask you a compelling football question, Moan. Let's go.
0: Ramon, hey, we miss you here in Pittsburgh. Hey, Richard, I miss you guys too, man. I appreciate you hopping on. I know. I can't I can't believe you didn't stay in Pittsburgh. I always thought you were kind of a yinzer, you know, all the way through. I was, I was close, <laughs> Richard. I'm telling you, I still have a place there. I look, I gotta raise my kids, okay? After that, <laughs> we'll see what's gonna happen. <laughs> okay. How how do you like this new guy, Damone? I want to say his name, Damone DeMarvin. DeMarvin. Yeah, DeMarvin. yeah, that's right. I mean, is this guy gonna man, we we need some help on that O line. You know, um, I don't think you're coming back. So what do you think of this guy?
1: Is he going to be, is he going to be what we
0: need? uh, He's going to be a young, he's, he's a young defensive lineman. And I'll say this, he's under Cam Hayward. So being that he's under Cam, Cam's going to challenge him as much as he possibly can. I've seen him do this with other guys. Cam's, He's one of those guys, he's hard but fair when it comes down to earning your stripes inside of that defensive line room, inside of being on that team too. And not just that, you ever met somebody that kind of just edged you on a little bit? Just, hey, go get it. go do this. Right. that's cam okay wow. um and, and yeah with Tua retiring somebody's got to step up to the plate yeah, right. you know and hey i'm all for a guy when you know it's time i'd rather you just bow out instead of holding on to something that you're not fully into so i i i really salute uh to it for being able to you know really bow out like this this kid he's coming from texas a and he's a young guy that's played in the sec i know a lot of people say well alabama you know, <laughs> yeah, beat Alabama and played a whole lot. too. he has the size. i watched some of his tape, man. He's one of those mean kind of, you know, aggravating type of guys to go against. He'll have to learn this. He'll have to learn leverage. He'll have to u- learn his, his hand usage. And he'll have to also learn to just play your role. He was in a position at Texas a and to where he was going to make plays and our defense the way the Steelers go you will probably make zero tackles in a game but as long as you hold your gap as long as you keep the linebackers free because we know this Pittsburgh always has linebackers outside linebackers and inside linebackers too he's able to do those things in his first year and not get bullied he'll be fine and he should yeah, be able can't to Yeah he can be backing team. up no, he yeah. can't be backing up. And I'll say this. We can't expect him to come in and get 10 sacks on a year. He comes in and get 20 tackles on a year, maybe one sack, make a TFL or two, he'll be fine. It's got to be to a point to where there has to be a guy or two. And I know they have Larry Ogunjobi, too. They signed a free agency. This, yeah, that, that guy, he could, he
1: could surprise, couldn't he? He could. He could.
0: Um, I, I, we got to make sure that the uh, that his injuries are a little bit behind him, But just I mean, in for general. The
1: Bears, walk, Bears walked away from him, right?
0: Yeah, no, uh, Cincinnati did.
1: Oh, that's right. Cincinnati. Cincinnati okay.
0: did. But he played well and he got injured at the wrong time, which is why you see him signing a late veteran deal the way he did right now. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, man, I, I'll tell you what. We'd love to see the Steelers kind of take it up a notch this year. We miss you here in Pittsburgh. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll oh, have thanks, to, for taking my, thanks for no, taking my absolutely. question. Good luck absolutely. out there in California. <laughs> it's nice. All right, man. Talk to we'll you. See you Richard. That's funny. Thank you very much. There There's another candidate. The way he sat down on your seat, DK, it was authoritative. What? I'm yeah. glad you saw it. You you yeah. got to start like protecting your spot. DK. Yeah, there
1: was a, there was a dethroning sense about it. Are you coming home? Are you? You're, you're, I mean, not coming home. You're you're going you're going back uh, tomorrow, right? Yes, I can't wait to go back, DK. Well, safe travels, see you, my friend. We'll we'll do Thank one more you. of these tomorrow this week. Thank
0: you.